Good morning. Welcome to day nine of the teacher's 30 day prayer. The teacher's 30 days of prayer in your journals. Don't forget, get your journals if you haven't. They look like this or they can look like this. And most, most likely you won't find the one with the spiral bound. I had that one personal made from Lulu and you have to get that one specifically from Lulu. But all the other journals, they're available anywhere where you can get online books. Um, my name is Dr. Tyra Hodge. And I'm so excited for those of you that are actually joining me to do this. You've met some of my other friends already. And I'm sorry this morning I don't have my makeup. My hair is not fixed. But many, many times I will not do videos because my hair is not fixed. And so... Um, some exciting new things. I'm waiting for a prototype for my anxiety journal that's going to be coming in. And I'll do a couple of videos with those. But those actually have um, little devotionals, very short devotionals within them. Sorry. I haven't had my coffee yet. But if you hear that sound, that's the dryer my daughter's clothes that she did not get done. Also, I have created my first newsletter for Keep Living magazine. If you want that, make sure that you leave a comment in the, um, leave a comment below. Don't forget to subscribe and please share out these videos for people that might want to get involved. I want, my hope is to create a community of educators all over the world that one day pray together and devotionalize together for a little while every day. I have this light over here just this really, 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 really shining in my face. So, um, so that, leave that, and um, I will leave a link to an email to where you can email me and let me know that you want that newsletter. Um, I think I have to send them. I think the file is too big for me to like email it to you. I do not know why. I think it's because I have all the pictures in it. So hopefully I'll be able to correct that. But I know that they print very nicely and I'll have, probably have to mail them to you. Um, so our scripture for today for day nine comes from Peter 3.15. If you have your journal or your Bible, or if you're just listening, that's fine. It's 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give them a reason for the hope that you have. But do it with gentleness and respect. I, you know, right now in the United States, we have, I'm sorry, my hair is all everywhere. We have a lot of crazy that is busted out over politics and everything. And I'm not going to get into politics and stuff like that. My, my thing is that I think all Christians should stand what our word says. Closer to what, you know, the word says. And so that's all I'm going to say on that. But anyway... There has come many times, though, in our in our nation already where people have had to give an account for their faith 
And um, there's been many legal cases right now to where Christians have um, decided not to do things that were against their faith and they were prosecuted for it. Um, I know a florist that lost her business. I know a, a baker that um, has been sued multiple times. Luckily, some Christian um, lawyers and organizations stepped in to help them because the first our First Amendment right is um, being infringed on. Um, and so, so we got all that going on. And so these people, what I have noticed that they've been ready to give an answer for their faith. And so this is the thing. As an educator, sometimes we will be given an, an opportunity or a rise to where we do have to give an answer to why we believe why we believe. And so, yes, I do agree that you probably need to be a little careful about the answers that you give, but don't just make sure that when you're doing that, that you're not denying Christ and, and who our Lord, who our God is. Um, the, you know, one thing I always pray is like, Lord, I hope that and then when the day the day ever comes here in America, and we're getting closer and closer all over the world, you got people dying for their faith. Um, we got people dying for their faith, and that I want to make sure that I'm ready when that day comes that I will never deny what Jesus has done for me. And I know you probably haven't heard my testimony. Some of it is online in different places. Um, you can go to the Dr. Hodge, my Dr. Hodge, um, Dr. Trevor Hodge Facebook page, and I'm sure there's testimonies all on there. And so being an educator is something that just happened to me. It happened. Um, I was praying for the Lord. I wanted a respectable job. I had spent a lot of times working in and out of clubs, I was um, cleaning houses and waiting a lot of tables and my kids were getting older and I knew that they needed me. I knew they needed me home at night. I knew, knew that they needed me to structure schedules so that they would be successful and everything. And I, and I prayed and I asked the Lord, Lord, please, please send me a respectable job, please. And um, so I had, you know, a little hiccup from 1996 on my background, on my background check. And so, you know, that stopped me from getting some jobs, a little misdemeanor. And then I'm telling this, I'm not, you know, I'm very transparent because God's grace, you know, his grace covers all our sins. The only sin that's not forgiven is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So we try not to go around blaspheming and then you'll be okay. Okay, so back to the devotion today. So to, it talks about, so be ready to give an answer for your faith. But what I found is very interesting. And remember, I'm reading from the NIV. And if you have your journals, it's all done in NIV. The Bible says, but to do this with gentleness and respect. And so we can't come out people all crazy and expect them that they're going to they're gonna take our side or believe our side. There's one thing that Jesus always did. Everything that he always did for people was with 
lots of compassion. And so we need to make sure that, you know, when we're operating in our schools, private schools, even in our home schools, um, college campuses, that we're doing it with compassion. So and when we are given that answer for our faith, another scripture that came up was first uh, Peter 315. Let's go to that. Let's go to first Peter 315 to see what it says. Okay. First Peter 315. This is really small. I just bought a new study Bible because the Bible that I had been using wasn't amplified and it's not, it's, it's a little different than the um, NIV. The amplified gives you more translation of the Greek and the Hebrew. So the NIV is with um, new, um, is um, more written in our language today, kind of like the King James was written in the language of that time and so I am so sorry I'm so sorry that it's really gross I'm very very sorry okay uh first Peter I said 315 this is very hard to see let's see what I can find I found 16, but where's 15? Okay, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Oh, my bad. That's the scripture that was our scripture for the day. Okay, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you and for the reason the hope that you have. So just going back to that, always be ready to give an answer. So maybe you need to start rehearsing your, your answers or your questions. Um, righteousness, um, and and, and I do, do kind of believe, even though sometimes we may suffer for our faith, but number one, righteousness, um, living deflects harm. And so, if you're really doing so, don't email me talking about yes, they're firing me because of my faith at school when you're not teaching the strategies that the schools laid out for you. So yes, I mean, have your, you, you definitely have your face in everything, but make sure that you're also doing what you're supposed to do because the righteousness and the righteousness also goes into doing our jobs with our whole heart and with um, our time. That person that's paying, we're going to render under Caesar what is Caesar's. So if we're there supposed to be working, Hard. You need to do that as you. Need, I'm sorry. You need. I'm just like really tearing it up this morning with inappropriateness. Sorry, but you need to do what you're supposed to be doing, and then you know, and then you know, stand for your faith. And so, righteous living will deflect harm. So if you're doing your work like you're supposed to, and then your your faith comes into issues, I believe that God is going to stand behind you. And if something like that's happening, you need to get in touch with me so I can get you in touch with the right people that will help you be protected so people can stand behind you. And also, second, if 
um, you're doing what's right, you will not suffer from it. So if you're doing what's right, I, I believe that, you know, sometimes we will suffer for our faith. We got people in other countries right now suffering and dying. And but, you know, the reward in heaven is so much more than what us regular people are going to get. You know, we have it good here in America and we need to remember that. And we need to thank God for the grace that he's given us right now. As our world begins in America to go south and move away from what the founding fathers have put in place, there might be judgment. But um, I believe that we do have a reprieve right now shortly, but it is definitely a battle between light and dark. There's no question to that. The next scripture we're going to go to really quick. I know that um, I, I think that some of the devotions that we do here will be short. Some of them will be really long. Um, not really long, but some of them will be long. And so always give yourself enough time to do this. You don't have to, you can listen to it later in the day or earlier in the day. I like to do my devotions before I go to work. And so if you do your devotions in the evening or at night, whenever it's peaceful and quiet, then that's fine. Um, but the Bible says that we should meditate on his word day and night. Okay. Our next scripture is Colossians 4. Six, four and six. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. I am so sorry. That's the dryer. That's my daughter's clothes. She just, you know, ugh, children, teenagers. Ah. Okay. So let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And I think this is good. I, 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 I think this is good. Now, there does come a time, and Jesus says in, in his word, he says out of his mouth, there may come a time when we need to sell our cloak and buy a dagger. But when we're given the answer to our faith, we should, and this, this is a problem that I have, and, and this, is it, this is the thing. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short, but there is grace. And so right now, one of the hardest things that I have with, I don't, and this is just me, and um, that we don't need to antagonize people that don't believe the same way we do. That's why... You know, we have a lot of families that have divisions. And Jesus said that this would happen too. He said that, you know, we, you know, uh, you know, mother would turn against daughter, father against son, uh, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law when it comes to um, the loving and serving of Christ. And, and, and this does happen. But Colossians 4, 6 is saying that as a Christian, we should not antagonize outsiders. And it also talks about being seasoned, seasoned with salt. And, and salt means salt gives flavor. Salt makes um, our, our food a little bit better. And so when we're talking to other people, make sure that you're not just shooting off at the, at the hip just, you know, uh, this says the Lord, uh, you know, and, unless you're a prophet and then that's how it's just, you know, 
God is sending you to come up people, but be very careful. And so not too long ago, I had some friends kind of come out and they wanted me to take a stand basically on how I felt about, um, they wanted me to do a verbal, make a verbal stand on how I felt about, um, the LG, the LGBT, whatever movement or whatever, and so with that, I, I do have, I have associates, I have ex-friends that are, that are in that movement. And so basically what I was kind of feeling like is that, you know, I had on this one side, I had people wanting me to sit there and bash this movement. And, the, and this is what I'm saying. And, and pretty much all I can say is that, what this what this says is wrong is wrong. And so there's things in here that I am still working on on myself. So if this says it's wrong, it's wrong. But I'm not going to sit there and bash somebody for their lifestyle unless they're hurting children, unless they're out there hurting people, unless they're trying to take away my um, inalienable rights. And so that's where I get fired up. And so, but I'm not going to bash somebody over their sin if they're not hurting other people. Now, if they come to me and say, do you believe what I am doing is wrong? Well, what does the Bible say? Now, if the Bible says it's wrong, then there. But like I said, I'm working, I'm working on myself constantly. I'm working on myself constantly. And so I'm not sitting here looking up scriptures about being gay and lesbian. Back in the 90s, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't like the 70s, the whole free love thing and everything. But back in the 90s, I engaged in, you know, kissing girls for attention and I'm sorry it's in here. So, but you know, I, you know, that's not the lifestyle I choose now. That's not what, you know, I'm about now. I am married, very happily married. And so I'm not going to bash somebody. Is it sin? I'm sorry. What does this say? Okay. And so, and that's kind of where I'm at, but I'm not going to bash you if that's something that you struggle with. There, there is grace. And do I believe that somebody that engages in that lifestyle is going um, straight to hell or anything? Nah, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that because it's based on the intent of the heart. Now, if you're somebody that is struggling with that, I don't even know how I got off on this because this has nothing to do with First Peter 3.15 about, well, maybe it does, about giving an answer because I did have, and this is just a small testimony on how I had to give an answer, but did I need to come out all harsh and be all, no, 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 to, to give an answer. So, but the you know there's people that are that are going to struggle with their sexuality and everything but it's the engagement of it that's the sin it's the act that's the verb part it is the sin and so um 
And so that part is a sin. And so, but somebody that just has those feelings and that aren't acting on them, they're not sinning. They're struggling with that. And everybody has a cross to bear. Everybody has a thorn in their side. And so, and, and that's that, that's, I'm going to leave it that way. That's just how I feel. But, um, so there, so that's not what I wanted to talk about today at all. And I've just kind of gone there. Um, so I, I hate for anybody to be offended, but, you know, read the word for yourself, you know, read it for yourself, search and look for yourself. Okay. So we just went through Colossians. We talked about being seasoned with salt. And so when it's, when it's your turn to give an answer for your faith, you know, you do it with grace and you do it with humbleness, but it's important to be honest. But if the Holy Spirit is telling you to keep your mouth shut, then go ahead and keep your mouth shut for that time period. Also, let's go back over what we talked about. Righteousness, righteous living deflects harm. So if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're doing your job to the best of your ability and your faith comes into questions over that. I believe that God is going to be there to vindicate you and possibly, you know, something better may come along after that. And um, if you're doing what's right, then um, then in most cases, you know, we do suffer for the sake of Christ, but ultimately there's going to be some wonderful blessings. I have one more scripture for you. Isaiah 8, 12 through 13. I got to get these old readers back on. Okay. It says, do not cause conspiracy everything people cause a conspiracy. Conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not dread and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one, um, one you are to regard as holy. He is one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. So with that, with that being said, in the United States, I'm not sure what's going on in your country, but I actually would like to know. And so, you know, leave comments down there and I will answer you back. I want, I would like to know what's going on in your country. I, um, but right now we got conspiracy theories going in our government going on all in one of the biggest conspiracy theories that have been out was proven really to be lies. And, you know, and so the, the people that have been lying, are trying to hide their lies because they started all the lies. And, and so, but, but the Lord says, don't be wrapped up in all that though. And so I put a lot of emotion into um, the lies that had been, you know, played out in our country and the conspiracies and all this stuff that's been going on. God said, he says, don't be worried about, you know, people and conspiracies. He said, if you want to worry about anything, you need to worry about me and fear me. And so God says, we're going to be, um, we're, we're going to be, you know, 
you know, we're going to dread some things. And there's a lot of things that's going on right now in our country that, that we dread. But, um, but if you're going to fear something, he says, then let it be him because his wrath is not something that anybody can pull back. And so, but his grace is it only comes from him. And so this is pretty much all I have today. This was probably more than I wanted to share or talk about. I am Dr. Tyra Hodge. We're coming to you with the teacher's 30 days of prayer. We do need to end in prayer. Um, I think this was another one of those tough topics today, but let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your grace and your loving, loving kindness. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that that I speak peace to our lives, to our minds, in our jobs and situations. Father, you're the one that we fear and that we should fear. And we ask for your grace and your favor to be upon our life. But we also ask for grace and favor with man, the people that we have to work with, Father. Father, we pray that you place in our heart the word that we need when we have to give an answer to our faith, Father. I ask you to place it in my heart what I need to say when I have to give an answer to my faith. Father, I pray I pray for your guidance. We pray for everybody that visits us on video. Um, I pray for guidance for them. I pray for peace in their nations. I pray for strength to the Christians um, in this view that are being persecuted where they have to where they have to stand quiet and be secret about their faith. Father, I give you give them strength, give them favor, give them when they when they need to speak and when they need to be quiet, Father. And I pray protection over them in the name of Jesus as this goes out all over the world in Jesus' name. Amen. You have a wonderful day. So be ready to give an answer to your faith. This was day nine of the teacher's 30 days of prayer. Don't forget to get your journals and I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Bye. This is for me.